cover me when my faith is gone. Let the peace that passes all I understand. Oh, cover me. for just a moment if you don't mind as we say at home when we have one service on the weekend let's make it a good service oh, yeah. amen so we're just happy to be here tonight and we thank God for the opportunity thank brother Ron for inviting us and we have been buddies a long long time I had hair his was red Man, and uh, you know we've had some good times together, been through some uh, situations, but God has kept us and brought us through it, yeah. and we're just so so grateful for that. Amen. Uh, we, we've kind of grown up together in the things of the Lord and ministry, and we certainly do appreciate God's goodness to both of us. Yeah. Amen. Just I'd like to give just a little bit of a report, if it's okay, from our, our camp meeting and. Since our camp meeting, we have been here with you over Labor Day, and we certainly enjoyed the meetings here. Uh, just a tremendous time in the presence of the Lord, and uh, the Word of God was just absolutely rich, rich, rich. And I know you're still ruminating on that. Amen. If you're not, you need to. Amen. Because I tell you, the services were just tremendous. But back to camp meeting. Uh, this year, we had Brother Ron speak, of course, and Brother... Tom Ray, and we certainly enjoyed the ministry there, plus the missionary brothers in the mornings, and uh, just some wonderful times. And uh, as you know, we have the meetings, and we uh, collect funds for the missionary work. And uh, whenever the brothers come from overseas, they bring their requests and their needs and uh, amounts that they need to help build churches, put roofs on churches, windows, doors, whatever the needs might be to buy motorbikes or transportation for the brethren to get about and preach the gospel and this year we were presented with over four hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of needs amen that's a lot of needs wait a minute wait a minute let me finish we had that many requests brother joe i need this much brother joe i need this much brother joe i need this much but the lord gave us $209,252 when it was all set up. Now, give the Lord a praise. Amen. And every, every cent of that will go to foreign missions. As we tell, we don't even take the postage or the wire transfer fees or anything out of that. We, we take care of that as a local church. And uh, we, we just thank God for what he has done. And there's going to be many little churches that will have a roof over their heads. They'll have a building to worship the Lord in. And uh, i just like to tell this. Uh, several years ago, several trips back, we were in the Philippines. And we were in a certain place. And it just happened to be my birthday in February. And a little brother come up to me. Brother 
Vernon, he said, Brother Joe, he said, I want you to pray that the Lord will help me to be able to put some walls around my church. He said, all I have is a, a, a thatch roof and some poles stuck up. How would you like to go to church there? So he said, you pray with me that the Lord will, will help provide funds to put a, a walls on my church. And I asked him through the interpreter, I said, brother, how much would it take to put walls on your church? And he calculated in his head, and then the brother translated the amount and come out to be 120 U.S. dollars. Oh, yeah. So guess what I did? I bought myself a birthday present. I put walls on that church. Amen? So it, it, they don't ask for a lot compared to uh, other things. But, you know, the Bible teaches us that little is much if God is in it. And I, I believe that, as, as Brother Ron talked about my dad, he taught me very well. Amen? That the more you plant, the more you reap. And I'm not in it to reap this evening. But I know as Brother Tim Pruitt preached here a few years ago, God keeps a record. Yes, amen. And, and there is an accounting day coming. Amen. And he's going to hand out rewards. And I want to do everything I can to get all the rewards I can get so I can cast my crowns at the feet of the Lord Jesus. Amen. amen. So we, we thank God for his blessings. And thank you all that were able to be there and those that that couldn't be there and wanted to be there, thank you as well because you had a heart to be there. Amen. Also, I'd like for Sister Rexin to stand. She'll deal with me later. <laughs> I have been accused of having another wife. <laughs> and she is another girl compared to what she was a few months ago. We thank God she's had a couple of surgeries this year, and as Brother Ron has already said, she's, she's getting about better than she has in quite a few years, and uh, uh, slimmer and trimmer and more beautiful as the day goes by. Amen, and I thank God for my good wife this evening. Amen. God bless you. Amen. And also, before we go to the Word, just one more thing. Sister Tanya that sang, when she was born, she was born with a cleft palate inside. And the doctors had to go in and, and put that together and repair that. And that was a pretty major deal. And uh, you, you would think she had a cleft palate and can sing like that. Uh, it's just the hand of God. Amen. Dad was on an airplane going somewhere sometime after she had the surgery and the repair was done and, and uh, sat down beside this distinguished looking gentleman and began to make some conversation as you do sometimes on an airplane and come to find out this guy was a doctor and he was a doctor from Duke University and Dad began to say, well, I had a granddaughter that had a, a surgery there. Well, what was her name and what kind of surgery? And he said, well, she had a cleft palate and... Uh, uh, the doctor there repaired that, and he said, well, what is her name? And he told her, I told the doctor, and he said, you know, I'm the doctor that did that surgery. And he sat down on a piece of paper and drew exactly what he did and what he, how he repaired it. And uh, you know, that, that gave Dad, as a, a proud grandpa, uh, an opportunity to thank him personally for what he did for Tanya. Amen. So we thank God for the gifts in the body of Christ tonight. Amen. Now, would you stand with me? Praise the Lord.
Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, God, how grateful and how thankful we are that we can look back on our lives, Lord, and we can see your great hand of mercy that's been extended. Your blessings, Lord, that you have bestowed upon us so abundantly and free. And Father, tonight, Lord, we stand here in this sacred place. And Lord, you see this afternoon as I've tried to get the butterflies in sequence and in line and the nerves, Lord. But I, I, I pray, Father, that you would just calm the nerves tonight, Lord. And you would just help me to step aside this evening, Lord. Because I realize, Lord, in myself... I can say nothing or do nothing that will be of eternal benefit for these precious people of God. But Lord, if I could just get out of the way and yield my vessel to you, Lord, as, as a microphone and, and put myself in your hands and let you come tonight, Lord, and speak through these lips of clay what needs to be said. God, that's my desire tonight, that you would speak through me, Lord, not only that, but that you would hear through the people tonight, Lord, that we can be drawn just a little bit closer to you as a result of being in this service tonight. Bless our fellowship together, Lord. Let your word find a lodging place in every heart and every life we pray this evening. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we humbly pray, and all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Before you're seated this evening, we'd like to read from the book of Nehemiah, and that, if you have a Schofield Bible, is page 541. It's right after Ezra and right before Esther, I believe it is. In the Old Testament, you don't hear very, very much out of Nehemiah, but uh, you're going to tonight. Amen. Verse number 11 we want to read before you have your seats. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and to prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cup bearer. Amen. May the Lord add his blessings to the reading of the word tonight as you have your seats. I'd like to read a little something that I read the other day. And it's this guy reporting of an event that happened in his life. He said... Last week I went to a restaurant. I saw it had a Wi-Fi service. So I asked for the password. And the waitress told me, eat first. So I placed my order. After eating, I, I again asked for the password. And again, she told me, eat first. Feeling frustrated, I ordered some black coffee. After coffee, I asked once more for the password. They told me, eat first. Then angrily, I walked to the restaurant manager and asked for the password. He replied, eat first. I was about to explode. When I finally saw a sign on the wall that said, Wi-Fi password, eat first. 
Now, this exemplifies or makes real to you and I how most of us are waiting for an answer from God after we have prayed. And sometimes the Lord is showing us what he's saying to us. He's showing us an open door, but we keep asking for direction. Amen. We have a young brother in our, our church that just preached his last, or not his last, his first sermon last Sunday night. And he's 46, 47 years old. Been running from a calling from the Lord for a good long while. Amen. And, and, and the, the signs have been there, but he's just not been willing to, to follow. Amen. And that's the way many of us are many times. God has given us the answer. Where's the answer at, Brother Joe? It's right here in his word. Amen. <laughs> he's opened the door for us. So we're just praying tonight, may the Holy Spirit guide us and open our spiritual insight, amen, to discern the answers to our prayers. Because many times he answers them right before our eyes and we fail to recognize it tonight, amen. Now what I want to speak on this evening for just a little bit by the help of the Lord is depend on God. And I want you to understand you can't depend on a man. You can't depend as much as your pastor loves you, as much as he does for you, as much as he wants to see you blessed and wants to see you prosper. I want you to realize you can't depend on him. Amen. Amen. Because somewhere along the line, he's going to uh, not be able to come at your beck and call. He's not going to be able, Brother Jim, to, 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 to give you what you're looking for. And he's going to let you down. Praise the Lord, because why? He's a man. Now, I'm not saying that he's, he's not caring for you, he's not concerned about you. He is, amen, but he, you know, he, you may call and say, Brother Ron, I need you to come by and talk to me a little bit, and he has a flat tire on the way and he can't get there. That's what I'm talking about this evening. There are circumstances, amen, that will cause him to let you down unintentionally, undesired, but as a man, circumstances happen this evening, amen. So we've got to understand, amen, although man will let us down, God will never fail us this evening. God will never let us down. He will never forsake us, amen. He said, I will be with you even in you, even to the end of the way tonight, amen. Now, Nehemiah, the, the, the writer here, the one that this story is about this evening, he was in a, a place, amen. He was the king's cupbearer. He was uh, right in the, there in the throne room. He was the one, amen, that tasted the king's drink or, or, or tasted his wine before the king drank out of it, amen, so that the king could know that there was no poison in it because it didn't kill the cupbearer. I can drink it now, amen. He would bring a drink to the king, amen, and that's what God is desiring for you and I to do tonight is to bring a drink of praise and worship, amen, and adoration to the king of kings this evening and lord of lords, amen. He was in a position of prestige because you wouldn't let just anybody be your cupbearer. 
Amen. And especially in that time frame, amen, they had to have somebody that they can trust. And I want you to understand tonight, amen, you may think you're nothing. You may think you're not the best at what God's called you to do. You may think you're a nobody, amen. But I want you to understand, God has put confidence in you, amen. God has put trust in you that you would bring him a drink this evening. It wouldn't be poison, but it would be a true worship in spirit and and in truth tonight. Amen. Now, in this position where Nehemiah was at, and we're going to uh, maybe look at a few things here by the help of the Lord tonight. Amen. But he, he had a position that he, he could bend the king's ear a little bit. You know, he could talk to the king and he could, he could speak to him, amen, because he was there in that position, amen. And I want you to understand, amen, God puts you in a position that he wants you to be in tonight, amen. He opens doors for you, amen. Sometimes, amen, I, I, let me just give you an example. Many years ago, I needed a job, amen, and, and, and I, I just didn't know what to do. I'd exhausted all of my unemployment. I'd done everything I could do to try to start a business business and do my own thing and it just wouldn't work out. I needed a job. Amen. So I got wind and was told about a position in a drugstore. Amen. And you may have heard this before, but hear it one more time tonight. Amen. And when I got that call, Brother Joe, you're, you're needing a job. Here's an opportunity. Would you like to be the janitor of the drugstore? And in my mind, I thought, no, I really wouldn't. But as, as we finished the conversation and, and I was going to hang up the phone, I heard a voice that said, what if I arrange this for you? Amen. So I picked up the phone, Brother Ron. I called her back. I said, when can I come for an interview? And I worked there for 23 years, never missed a day's pay. Had insurance for me and my family. Amen. God provided. Every time I'd get ready to go to the mission field, the owner would come around, stick some money in my hand and say, here, we don't want you to get stranded. That's his way of saying, I want to help you with your mission trip. Amen. God blessed me in that position. I had a key to the business from day one to the day I left. Amen. I could come and go as I please. Amen. God was good to me. God arranged that. He opened the door. Amen. And I was about to say, no, I don't want to walk in it but God said I have arranged this for you this evening amen now sometimes we don't want to see God, what God arranges but God has the best plans tonight amen praise the Lord now Nehemiah was in this position where'd he go Nehemiah was in this position because God had placed him there. It was a time whenever they were in bondage to this Persian government. Amen. They had been taken captive. Amen. Because of their rebellion. Because they had got away from God. And God sent another country, another nation in. And, and took them captive. Took them prisoners. And took them back to the homeland. And there they were. But then God, amen, worked through that king. And placed Nehemiah in this position. Because God looked 
down the line and he saw there was going to be a restoration and there had to be a way to fund that restoration. There had to be somebody, amen, that had a connection tonight, amen, that could get the support needed to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. Now I want you to understand, amen, God is building his church in this hour, amen. He's building it stone upon stone upon stone and he's got to have some people tonight that are willing to be part of that building that God is building tonight. Amen. And who is that? That's you and that's me this evening. Amen. Now, you know, you wonder sometimes, why am I where I am? Just like little Esther is in the next book over. Amen. Mordecai told her, maybe God raised you for such a time as this. Maybe God put you in that classroom, Sister Whitney, amen, so that you could be an example to those kids. Maybe God put my daughter-in-law in, in a classroom so she could help some of those kids, amen, to, to, to guide them, amen, where they don't get it at home or they don't get it in their support, amen. Somebody, amen, has got to be a witness this evening. Amen. So God's got you there in that position for a reason. He knows exactly what he's doing tonight. You might say, well, I don't know why I'm here. I don't even know how I got this position. Amen. But God has a way, amen, that's past our finding out tonight. And he knows exactly what he's doing this evening. Amen. Now, Nehemiah was there, and one day he had a little sadness in his heart. Maybe that went on for a week or two. And finally one day the king looked at him and said, let me just put it in my terms. Nehemiah, what's wrong with you, boy? You've been sad. You've been down. You've been discouraged. You've got a good position, Nehemiah. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my spirit in your life. Amen. Let, let's get the spiritual side of it as well. I trust you. I place myself within you. Amen. I, I am here. Amen. And you've got a good life. You, you're, you're, you're my cup bearer. Amen. You bring me drink and I drink it. I trust you, Nehemiah. And listen, God has placed himself in you tonight and he trusts you this evening because why? He has called you. He has placed you. He has ordained you for what? he has called you for tonight amen and he has trusted you amen to allow you to be in the position called the bride of Jesus Christ this evening why are you so sad Nehemiah what, what's your, why is your countenance down and you're, you're just so gloomy and Nehemiah said oh king Said I've got it. I've got it good here. I've got a good position. I thank you for uh, putting me in this position. I thank you for the responsibility that you've entrusted me with. He said, "But I've got a people, King, and I've got a homeland, Amen. And I've got a, a place that my mind goes back to." I've got it good here, Amen. But I, I remember where I came from. 
Oh, I tell you tonight, saints of God, I remember where I came from. Amen, Brother Joe, how can you remember? Amen, you were in the mind of God. That's where I was at. Amen, I was in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. I remember where I came from. Amen, and thank God this evening, I want to go back where I came from. I want to go back to the presence of God. I want to go back, amen, where he is at. Amen, so that I can dwell in the presence of the Lord forever this evening. Nehemiah said, I got brethren there. There's people of the tribes of Israel that are there and they're struggling. Amen. Because you, you've taken the best of the people. You've killed many, no doubt. And, and you've taken the best of the people, the fairest of them, and the, the, those that, you know, you, you chose out to be your servants. And, and, and my people are still there. And I know they're probably struggling. I know they're probably having a hard time. And listen tonight, God looks down. Amen. And he sends his servant along, your pastor. And he knows you go through struggles. He knows you have hard he knows you have difficulty amen and he's standing before God day and night oh God move for brother so and so God move sister so and so move in this situation because he has a concern for you tonight just like Nehemiah he had a concern brother Ron for the people at home and he said that's why I'm sad oh king because I know that those people need some help and I know that the house of God is in disrepair. I know that the city, amen, where the king of Israel dwelt, amen, it, it, it needs repair. The walls are broken down and it needs to be restored. And the king said, well, go build it. Go build it. Well, I, I, I need this and I need resources. I need materials. Take it out of the king's treasury. Oh, I'm down and out. I need some encouragement. Take it out of the king's treasury. I need some financial resources. Take it out of the king's treasury tonight. Amen. I need some I need some physical help. Amen. You got brothers and sisters that will pray for you and encourage you along the way. Amen. God's got a people, amen, that are willing to help tonight. If they can just see that there is a need, amen, they can see the burden that you bear this evening. The king said, Take what you need. Well, what about the border patrol? What about those that, that maybe hold a, would hold us up along the way? Amen. He said, here's a letter. I'll sign it and seal it. You just present this letter and you won't have no trouble at the border. I'm here to tell you, I ain't got no letter that I take from church to church, but I've got something written upon the table of my heart tonight, amen, that's sealed until the day of my redemption, amen, and that's going to carry me through no matter what devil tries to stop me at the border, no matter what enemy comes against me, thank God, that letter, that seal on the inside, that's what's going to carry me through tonight. Amen. It's not going to be your church or your pastor. It's that seal of God, Brother Ron. Amen. That God has placed there. Amen. When you commit yourself to him and obey his word this evening. Then we find there was a man by the name of David. And I'm going to jump back and forth so you just bear with me. David. 
in the midst of a battle one day, he longed for a drink of water. First Chronicles eleven seventeen. David said, he longed and said, oh, that one would give me a drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem. That is at the gate. Now, no doubt there's a lot of wells in Bethlehem. But David remembered drinking from a specific well. I want you to know tonight, you and I, we are drinking from a specific well. And that's the well of grace tonight. That's the well of the blessings of God. That's the well of his word this evening. Amen. And that's what's going to carry us through. And, and around David, there were some mighty men. And those three mighty men. Amen. Let's, let's, let's look at them for just a minute. David cried out. He said, if I only had a, a drink from that well again, I'm going to close now. I'm, I'm reading from Brother Branham. He said, if I only had a drink inside of him, cried out. Amen. If I could only drink once more from that well at Bethlehem, his desires was a commandment to those men. Amen. They loved him. They respected him. They'd been through Thick and thin with him. They'd been in battle. They'd been in fights. They'd been in, in hardships. They, they had returned back one time and their wives and their children had been taken captive and their houses had been burnt. Amen. They'd been through the thick with David. Amen. And they respected him. They loved him. Amen. And they saw in him a true leader tonight. Amen. And whenever they saw that and they saw that he desired a little drink, they said, let's go get it, boys. I can't remember their names, but no doubt that day he looked over and said, hey, Brother Vernon, you've been a prayer warrior a long time. You've been fighting this battle a long time. You've had some great success in your Christian walk. Let's go. Amen. Come on over here. And he called Brother Alden. He said, Brother Alden, amen, let's go. You're a mighty man of valor. Brother Andrew, come on, let's go. The three of us, amen, let's go down. Amen. And take, amen, what the king desires. And listen, they picked up their sword. They picked up their shield. And the Bible said they fought for 15 miles. To the well. They dropped the bucket. They got that water. And they fought 15 miles back. Let me tell you tonight. I don't care who you are. I don't matter how long you've been serving God. But you're fighting devils every day of your life. Amen. You're fighting spirits of adultery, spirits of, uh, of lying, spirits of thievery. Amen. Spirits, amen, uh, that the devil has sent out against this bride this evening. Amen. You're fighting. Got the sword of the word. Amen. You're cutting devil's heads off every day as you serve God this evening. We're not just fighting for 15 miles. We're fighting till the day of our redemption. We're fighting until the day that God comes back and takes us out of this old world tonight. Amen. But they fought. They got that water and they come back. They handed it to the king. Oh, king, we love you and we respect you. And we heard your desire. And we wanted to bring you a drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem. And David took the water in his hands. And he looked at it for a long moment. And he realized, Brother Andrew and Brother Alden and Brother Vernon, they had risked their lives for 30 miles 
there and back to get him that drink of water. He recognized that they sacrificed what could have been their last battle just to get him a little water. I want to tell you tonight, friend, amen, God looks down as our King of kings and Lord of lords, and he sees what you go through. He sees the battle that you fight. You may think, I'm going through this all alone. Nobody here to help me. God sees what you're going through. God knows the, the, the downtime. He knows the disturbances in your life. He knows the situations that you're dealing with, and he is aware, and he is a, he is a God that cares for you tonight. David took that water and he said, oh God, these men have hazarded their lives. And he took that water and he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. Listen tonight, friend, what we do, amen, we, we bring a praise to our king, amen, we bring a testimony of what God has done in our life. And listen, that's what they were doing, amen, they were testifying, David has been a great leader, he has been a provider, he has been a help in a time of struggle, he has guided us along the way, and I want to tell you, that's what God has done for us tonight, he has led us, he has guided us, he has directed our footsteps tonight, and he has brought us to this very hour. Amen. And when we bring our praise and worship, what does he do? He turns it over and he gives it back to us in blessings this evening. Amen. Brother Branham would say, remember his soul was crying for a drink of that water and those who loved him his least desire was a command. We're told that one of the, those men got together, great men. One killed 800 by himself. The other one jumped into a pit and killed a lion. One took a stick and knocked a spear out of an Egyptian's hand and slew him with his own spear and stood on a field of linen like that and killed 300 men around him. Great men. They were Gentiles. They weren't Israelites. They weren't of the stock of Abraham. Amen. They were Gentiles tonight, just like you and I. Amen. We were not a part of God's great family. Amen. But oh, thank God tonight. He didn't leave us out this evening. Amen. He called us. Amen. When we were unlovable and unworthy and we were dogs tonight. But thank God. His grace is sufficient. His grace reached further down than I could reach up tonight. <coughs> Pray for my voice. Brother Manum would say in Wine Little Bethlehem, he said, David here is a type of Christ because Christ is David's son. Here he's standing there crying for a drink of water and his desire was a command. I said to those who loved him, three of those men pulled their swords and walked 15 miles of men down to that city while others fought keeping the lines. Amen. Them were gallant fighting men. Those Philistines, twice their size, some of them, but they were men, gallant, who could fight. One of them slew, stood alone handed, killed 800 men right around him in one day. They were great men. They trusted God. They had faith in their leader. 
and they cut his way down through while, until, while some of them cut and the other one got a bucket of water and they cut their way back through another 15 miles of me and they brought that up to David so he could drink it. And what did he do? He gave it as an offering to the Lord. Listen, you go out in the world today, guess what? You're fighting devils. You go on your job and you're fighting devils. You go in, in your yard and mow your grass. Right up here, you're fighting devils. Because all the time, the devil's talking to you and he's telling you, how can you, look what you've done. Look how you said this and how you did that. And you call yourself a Christian. Amen. What is that? That's them Philistines. That's them demons that you're having to come against tonight. Amen. What are you doing? You're taking the word of God. Amen. The sword of the Lord. And you're saying, listen, devil. Amen. You may try to put those thoughts in my mind, but the word says, amen, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. I am clean. I am spotless before the Lord tonight. And here's the sword. Here's the whack. Amen. I'm cutting you down because the word has promised me who I am this evening. I'm not a defeated foe. I am a victorious Christian. I am a child of God tonight. He wars at our mind. He tells us all these things. But thank God this evening. Oh, you, he, he tells you you're going to die of cancer. Lying devil. He tells you you're going to lose your job, lying devil. He tells you nobody loves you, lying devil. Well, Brother Joe, how can you say that? I don't have no friends. Nobody won't invite me out to Sunday dinner. While the preacher didn't even shake my head. Nobody loves me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And like the one that wrote Amazing Grace said, for God so loved, put your name there. You know what you're doing? Aren't you devil? I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to slay you because I know God said he loved me. If nobody in the church loves me, God loves me. If the preacher don't shake my hand, God loves me. Amen. If the preacher don't, 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 don't say hello to me, God loves me. I know this is simple, but it's okay. Because I believe that God is hid and revealed in simplicity. So many times, amen, we get... We, we, we want to have such a, and, and revelation is wonderful. Brother Branham said that's the greatest need in the church is divine revelation. But one of the greatest revelations of divinity that you can get is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And if Christ is in you, what are you going to do? You are going to take the word of God and you are going to defeat the devil with it. Brother Ron knew what I was before he let me up here. Brother Adam would go on in one little Bethlehem and he'd say, 
Here Christ is represented in this, both king and warrior, because he cut his way through. He broke the enemy's lines of death. He broke the enemy's lines that, well, we might have eternal life, the waters of eternal life. He came through even to death and took death upon himself and died the death and come back that we might have eternal life. He's both king and warrior. He didn't con- we didn't conquer. It's already conquered. He, he, we never conquered death. He conquered death for us. He's our David of this day. He conquered death. Bethlehem's bread and water. Listen, when, when David's men got dis- discouraged and they got down and out, they lost their wives, they lost their children, amen, taken captive, the houses were burnt. Listen, who was it that stilled the people? It was David. Who was it, amen, when they wanted to go, amen, when, when they were weak and tired from battle? David said, no, we got to catch some rest, and then we'll go, amen. Oh, let me tell you tonight, amen, that's what we need to find out in our own experience with God, amen. Don't go in the heat of the day, amen, when everything is, you're, you're tired and weary, amen. Set your time with God and build your strength this evening. Ron and I were talking a little bit this afternoon. We had an experience in Ireland, and there was some a demonic spirit that we were dealing with. Brother Ron had preached and called a prayer line or prayed for some people, and this woman, amen, she, she needed deliverance, but I don't think she got it, Brother Ron. Amen. Why? Because many times, as Brother Ben talked about the maniac in Oregon, he worshiped that spirit. Amen. And, and, and Brother Ron looked at me and said, Brother Joe, are you okay? And I said, yes, sir. And what he meant by that was, this demon, amen, if things are not right, this demon could speak out. Oh, yeah. This demon could call things, amen, that's not right. Amen. So what I'm saying that to say this for, amen, if, if, if you're not walking close to God, you need to get there tonight. Because I want you to understand, you deal with demons every day of your life. You deal with devils on your job, in your school, in your neighborhood. Amen. Walking down the street, go to Walmart. They're everywhere. Amen. And we deal with them. That's why we need to come to the house of God every chance we get. Because it's the washing of the water of the word that washes those evil spirits away tonight. Amen. You might say, well, Brother Joe, it's a simple message. But listen to what he said. Amen. It's the spirit of God that's walking through his word and washing those devils out of your life away from you tonight. We need to be like the writer said in Psalms 86 and 6. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer and attend to the voice of my supplications. Amen. He was saying there, Lord, hear me. I'm crying out to you. Hear me when I cry. Listen, you know, there's so many in today's world in which we live. We get so wrapped up and tied up in life that we get up in the morning, God, God give us a good day. God and direct us, amen. Thank you for the food we're about to receive, amen. And then the next thing you know, it's bedtime. Lord, here I lay me down to sleep. 
I pray thee, Lord, my soul to keep. You know, it takes a little more than that. If you're going to slay Philistines, if you're going to slay devils, it takes a little more to be able to wield the sword of the word this evening. Amen. Psalms 130 and verse 2, Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Now we go back to Nehemiah when he spoke to the king. Listen, he didn't come out and say, Oh, king, my, 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 my people's in distress. My city's falling down. The temple is in disarray. No, he just had a sad heart. He had a burden on his heart. He had something that was weighing heavy on his mind. And Brother Gene, when the king saw that, Brother Gene, why are you so heavy-hearted? Why are you why are you downcast? He was concerned about his servant. Amen. Amen. You you think God don't care? God's not concerned. I'm here to tell you, He is attentive to every prayer. He is attentive to the very desires of your heart. Amen. He knows what you think down in here. Listen, we think naturally with our brain. Amen. With our mind, our intellect. Amen. But when we want to do business with God, we need to let it drop down in here because He knows the secrets of your heart tonight. Amen. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. As we said, Nehemiah was the cupbearer. Why would God allow the writer to write that as the last line of that verse? For I was the king's cupbearer. Because it lets us see tonight, amen, that no matter where we're at, God is mindful and God is concerned about our situations. He was in a position financially, no doubt he was doing well. He was taken good care of by the king because the king wanted somebody he could trust. Somebody, amen, that could drink the wine and say, okay, okay, your, your majesty, here I am. I'm still alive. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm not dying from poison. Here, you can drink. It's okay now. He was in a position of great trust, honor, and emolument in the Persian court. To be in such a place of trust must have been in he must have been in the king's confidence. For no eastern potentate would have a cupbearer to whom he could not trust his life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. All that was in God he poured into Christ. And all that was in Christ he poured into the bride, the church. Listen, what has he done? He has entrusted his life to you this evening. Amen? He's placed a part of himself in you this evening. Amen? Amen? He, the, the note said, 
they often used poison, often administered it through the wine. Amen. It was an office much desired. Many people wanted this position. Amen. Because it gave access to the king. Amen. In, in, in those seasons of hilarity when men are most disposed to grant favors. In other words, amen. When the king was feeling good. Amen. The king wanted to do something to somebody. Amen. Nehemiah, the cupbearer, was there. Listen. Amen. Our king, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's always in a good mood this evening. He's always got a willing heart to do something for somebody. He's always wanting to help you tonight. Amen. He is there and we're in a good position because why? We're not just his servant. We are his wife. We're his wife, Brother Joe. There's a lot of great sisters sitting here in the church tonight. But there's only one that I call my wife. There's only one that can look at me with those big old brown eyes and say, honey, please. No, she's a dish lover. She likes crystal dishes. She likes jewel tea dishes. She likes rose dishes. She likes... All kind of dishes, Sister Kathy. Amen. We'll stop at a yard sale and she'll see a set of dishes or a dish. And I want that. Buy that for me. Give me some money, darling. Oh, yeah. Honey, you got enough dishes. You don't need no more. But I want it, dear. <laughs> it, 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 I don't have one like that. and It, it would look real nice beside this one. And because there's a love for her, Brother Josh, there's something in my heart that when she looks at me, she just gives me that, that beautiful, lovely smile. And she says, please, how much is it? Here, go get it. Our heavenly husband tonight, he looks down and he sees you. And he sees how much he loves you. And when you come before him and say, Father, I, I, I've got a situation. I need some help. I need, I need some deliverance. I need some victory. Listen, amen. He is more than willing to do it for you tonight. He wants to do it more than you want, to want it done. Brother Branham said God wants to give you the Holy Ghost more than you want to have the Holy Ghost tonight. All them points we made today have been gone. I'm in trouble, in other words. <laughs> but that's okay. I've lived with her for 41 years. I think we can make it a few more. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's hard to be a preacher's family. Sister Connie agrees with that. One thing, because they see the stress that their loved one is going through. They see the hardships of dealing with the whole world. Amen. Amen. They see the difficulties and the stress. When we 
we get ready to preach, our nerves are shot. Stomach's rolling. And, and, you know, it's just not a pleasant place to be. And then, you know, we live with them, so they're choice material for examples. But you know, God lives with you. And that's why he's given us examples in his word. Because he's seen people, and we're people. He had people in those days, amen, that, 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 that had situations and had circumstances. And he had men, Brother Harold, that he could speak through tonight, amen, that could write down some things and, and help us to know how to avoid situations. Amen. Let me get back to my notes here. I don't want to keep you a favorable length of time tonight. But Nehemiah was this cupbearer to King Artaxerxes of Persia. And when he was sad before the king, as we've already mentioned about, he was so near almightiness before the king that he could pray and move the heavens. He could move the king. And he could move the world until Jerusalem was restored. And I want you to understand tonight, you are so near the king, almighty God, because why? You're his wife. You're his chosen one. Amen. When Esther came before the king, listen, she was, hadn't been bitten for 30 days. Amen. But the Jewish people were in trouble. They were under a death, uh, a death watch or a death threat from Haman, the wicked one. Amen. And she was told by Mordecai, you were perhaps placed here for such a time as this. God's going to deliver his people. Mordecai had a positive attitude. God's going to deliver his people. Amen. But maybe he's going to use you to do it tonight. There may be a sinner down your job. There may be a sinner in your neighborhood. And God's going to use you to lead them to the truth tonight. To lead them to Christ. Amen. We don't know what God's going to do. We just need to be vessels in the hand of God this evening. Mordecai told her, maybe God raised you up for this purpose. Maybe God put you here. And whenever she walked through the doors of the court that day, and the king was sitting on his throne, and he was contemplating maybe his next battle or his next adventure, and he looked there. Maybe when she come through, the guard said, where's your invitation? I don't have one. But I'm coming to see the king. Listen tonight, friend. Amen. She may not have had an invitation, but you do. You're invited into his presence every time you bow on your knees, every time you come to the house of God, every time you sing the praise. I, I know after our youth meeting the other week, 
Sunday afternoon, we didn't have no evening service, so a lot of the saints just hung around the fellowship hall and began to worship and sing songs and rejoice and praise the Lord. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost fell, and they began to have a hallelujah jubilee. It don't You don't have to be in church to get into the presence of God. You don't have to be a man listening to a message of the prophet. You can enter in his presence any time you so desire this evening. And Esther came to the door, and when he saw her, amen, she knew it was death to come into the presence of the king and listen tonight I want you to understand it was death for her if the king did not extend that scepter but to you and I it's life this evening to come into his presence amen and rejoice and receive the benefit of that golden scepter that he has extended to us tonight amen if we will just come there and say my king my husband my lover my friend I need a petition before you this evening just like Nehemiah had the ear of the king I want you to realize you've not only got his ear but you've got his heart and you can speak to him and he will extend that scepter tonight amen and give you the desire see she only got half of the kingdom or could have only got half the kingdom. But tonight, Brother Andrew, he has given us all of himself. Somebody asked, how much did he love us? And they showed him the picture where he stretched out his arms this much. When he was hanging on the cross, he loved us this much. Amen. And listen, if he loved us enough, Brother Jeff, to die for us, oh my, what would he do? Amen. If we just let him live within us tonight. Amen. As we said, Nehemiah received letters from the king. Chapter 2, verse 8 of Nehemiah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace which appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Amen. He went down to the lumber yard of King Artaxerxes and said, I need 348 four by fours, 3,092 two by twos or two by fours, and, and 30,000 brick, whatever it was he needed, give him the list. And, and he said, well, how are you going to pay for this? Here's the king's decree. He said, anything I need, if I can believe it, ask anything in my name, and my father will give it thee. Amen. I know this is simple, but it's all right. Nehemiah 1 through 11, if you read the whole story, Nehemiah was living in luxury in the Persian king's palace. His heart was sensitive to the needs of the people. He turned them from tears to prayer and from man to God. It shows that when we, on an individual basis, deal more or, 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 or spend more time with God, then our dealings with men will be much more successful. 
Amen? Because what did Nehemiah do? He prayed, God, give me favor before this king. Give me favor before this king because I don't have the resources to do it. I don't have the ability to do it. Give me favor with one that does have the ability and does have the means. Listen tonight, friend. He has given you favor before the King of Kings this evening. Amen. He has made you meet to be partakers of this gospel, of this glorious salvation. He has made us meet tonight. Amen. Nehemiah's prayer was so beautiful because it was saturated with God's own word. How many remember when Brother Branham was so blind that he had glasses as thick as Coke bottles and his stomach was so eat up with ulcers that he couldn't eat nothing? You know what he did? God, your word says that by your stripes I'm healed. Your word says that you will put none of these diseases upon me that you put upon the Egyptians. And he said, Lord, I'm taking you at your word. Mama, what's for supper? Cornbread and beans, son. Fix me a bowl. Now, don't you know that the doctor said you ain't supposed to eat stuff like that? It would kill you? He said, Mama, that's what the doctor said. But God said, by his stripes I'm healed. Fix me the beans and cornbread. And he ate them. And they come back. <coughs> ate them again. And they come back. <coughs> and he ate them again. And they stayed down. Because he took God at his word. And listen, he could drive a tack with a 22 rifle time and time and time and time again without glasses how ought we tonight to remind him of his promises when we pray Lord you said by your stripes I'm healed Lord you said you'd make me the head and not the tail. Lord, you said you'd make me to lend and not to borrow. Lord, you said I could claim my household. Lord, you said I would be saved and my house. Lord, you said, amen, that, that, that if I would pray and believe when I pray and ask anything in your name, that it would be granted. Lord, that's what you said. And I am taking you at your word tonight, and I'm taking that word, and I'm cutting the head of the devils off this evening. Amen. Let me hear and finish. I don't want to keep you all night. Listen, when we're doing well, we still need to have a burden for those who are struggling with issues that they can't handle on their own. What are we speaking about tonight? Depend on God. Amen. Because he will never, never, never let you down. Brother Branham prays a prayer in Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, thy Son, while you said in your word, these signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. 
And Lord, standing here, your spirit telling the very secrets of the hearts and things like you said, and you did in your Bible, I lay my hands while this anointing is upon me, upon this woman, and may you heal her. Whatever is wrong with her, I know not, thou does. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing now and be happy serving the, the Lord. What did he do? He took God at his word. He laid hands on the sister. And he told her to go rejoicing and believing. When John Ryan, I believe it was, come before him. I believe it was John Ryan, the, the blind man. Amen. And, and he, he prayed for him and he said, go forth, brother. You're healed. Receive your sight. And he went off the platform just as blind as he was when he came on. So he got back in the prayer line. He come back again and he said, Brother Branham, you told me I was healed. And he said, Brother Branham said to him, you told me you believe me. And he said, well, I do. Well, then go on and confess your healing. And he went for a couple of weeks, Brother Wade, and he kept telling everybody, extra, extra, read all about it. By his stripes, I'm healed, selling these newspapers. Amen. And went on for about two weeks, and he's sitting in the barber chair, and the barber began to make fun of him and said, hey, John said, I heard you went down to the healing campaign, and you, you got healed. He said, that's exactly right. Praise the Lord. I can see. I've got my sight. Amen. And about that time, his eyes flew open. Amen. And he run down the street with a barber's towel around him, shave, shaving cream all over his face. Extra extra I can see I can see amen what we need to do tonight is take the word of God and say I am healed I am delivered I'm set free I'm God my children are saved amen what amen upon the basis of your confession tonight Christ makes intercession for you well I'm just down and out I got the wowsy wowsy woos, as Brother Jewel says. Do you really, how many believes in a prophet? How many believes in a 20th century prophet? You know what he said? Never. N E V E R. Never let a negative confession come out of your mouth. I'm going to show you what a positive confession is. Amen. Oh, Brother Joe, that's silly. No, that's not silly. That's a positive confession. One day, and I don't believe it's going to be too long, Brother Denny, you're going to look at me and say, who is that with that head full of hair? Why, that's Brother Joe. The change has taken place. Rapture's on the way. I hope this is all right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Brother Adam says in the time is at hand. He said, all right, we're going to pray for these just now. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for these now. We thank thee for these. Now thou hast given us a promise that if we ask, Father, anything in the name of Jesus, his son, he would do it. And I'm quoting your word, Lord. And if you spoke your word back before the foundation of the world, 
And at that very moment you spoke it, your son was slain, and he was the lamb, slain from the foundation of the world, yet it taken thousands of years for it to materialize. How great is your word. And here's your word, Lord. You said in your word, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath eternal life shall never come into punishment or judgment, but pass from death to life. Jesus, you said it. And you said that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save those which believe. And I have preached the word, and these people raise their hands that they believe and accept it. How many believers we have tonight? Now, do you accept the word of God? By his stripes you're healed. By his word, amen, you, 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 your children are going to come in. How's it going to happen, Brother Joe? ain't my business to tell you. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your house. How it's going to happen, I have no idea. But he said it, he's got to fulfill it tonight. How's he going to do it? That's up to him. But thank God, I hold a promise tonight. I wrap my arms around it. And I say, Lord, it's your word. And I accept it tonight. I believe it. Amen. Because you said it. And you've never told a lie yet. Amen. You said, Lord, I'm healed. You said. You said, Lord, I'm sealed until the day of my redemption. I want to tell you tonight, the devil can't get to you unless he crosses that bloodline. And if he crosses that bloodline, he's going to be your brother and not your enemy. And your brother wouldn't do you no harm. Or he shouldn't. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Almost done. Matthew 21, 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, it shall be done. Jesus and the disciples were walking along the road, and Jesus was hungry, the Bible said. And remember, he's God in flesh. He is the Word made flesh. Amen. And he knew by living in this earth and foremost being God, that it wasn't season for figs. And he went to that fig tree, he parted the leaves, knowing that it wasn't season for figs, but he knew he created that, and he was looking for it to have figs, and it didn't have any. And he said, cursed be thou from this day forward. Man, I don't have the exact words, but you can look it up. And he cursed it. 
They went on their way, did their business, Mother Nathaniel, what they were going to do, came back the next day, and the disciples. Well, everybody get the effect. Peter, come here, come here, come here, come here, Peter. Ain't, ain't, is that the fig tree that he looked for figs on yesterday? Yeah, I believe it is. James, come here, come here, come here. Look, look. Ain't that the fig tree that he cursed yesterday? Yeah, that's it. Wow. Who is this guy we're with? Jesus asked him one time, have you been so long with me, yet you don't know me? Don't you realize? Don't you realize that what I've done, you can do it also. And even greater than that, if you say to this big old mountain back here, be moved and cast into the sea, it will have to obey what you say if you believe it when you say it. Jesus knew there wasn't no figs on that tree, but he needed to show those disciples what they possessed in their position as sons of God. And not only them, but you and me as well. This is the power that is within you tonight. Oh, we want God to do it all. But I want you to know God wants you to have a part in his great program. Amen. He called you for that tonight. Amen. Let me, let me get done. Jesus could speak to them that way and tell them those things because he was the author and the perfecter of faith. Well, Brother Joe, my, my family member that's lost is, is way out yonder in another state. Faith annihilates time and distance. You remember Brother Adam's story about his little Barlow knife? He said, told the audience, he said, you know, I have a little Barlow knife. And he said, if I reach my hand in my pocket to get it and show it to you, believing that it's going to be there when I reach to get it, he said, even if I left it laying on the dresser in the room, when I reach my hand in my pocket and believing that it will be there, it will be there. Amen. Went to pray for the little girl and he asked her, do you have faith? Yes, Brother Branham, I got faith. He said, you see that light, lock it on that light switch? He said, make it move back and forth. Well, Brother Branham, I can't do that. Nobody can. I can. Brother Branham, just watch. Focused his eyes on it. And he showed her what real faith was. Real faith. Real faith tonight is believing what ain't as though it is. 
my sister used to work at the drugstore with us, and she would come by my office sometime, and she'd be in a desperate situation. She'd say, Brother Joe, I want you to agree with me that God will do a certain thing. And we would shake hands. I'd say, Pat, God's word said, if any two or three would agree as touching anything and believe it, that it would be done. Let's two agree together. And we agreed. And you can ask her a number of things that we agreed on just by that simple act of two agreeing. God did it for her in her situation. Amen. Oh, Brother Joe, that's too simple. See, I told you God was simple. Amen. He don't want to make himself so deep and dark and mysterious that you can't, uh, although he is deep and, 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 and mysterious, the, uh, the mystical God, amen, but yet he wants to condescend down to where you can understand that, that, that he cares for you and he wants to help you. He wants to bring you through your situations. He wants to give you mercy and give you healing and give you victory and give you deliverance. And it may come in the most simplistic form that you wouldn't even think about. It's just like in my job situation I told you about earlier. I never thought about going to a place to work and be a janitor. I didn't want to haul other people's trash out. But in simplicity, God said, what if I arrange this for you? And I want you to understand, I never lost a day's pay. In 23 years, the only time I lost pay was when I deducted my hours when I had to go do something for the church or for Brother Dan or Dad, I forget which it was, amen, and when the boss man saw it and when I had him to uh, sign off on the timesheet to turn in, he said, why is your hours less than, than 40? I said, well, because such and such and such, he said, don't do that again. And for 23 years, I never lost a day's pay. That's my God. Romans 4, 19, 20. Now I'm trying to get done here. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. James 1 and 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. God don't want us to be driven and tossed tonight. He wants us to stand flat-footed and say, Lord, you said it, I believe it, I accept it, I receive it, and I'm walking into it. I showed you my demonstration of faith a while ago. Listen, I'm walking towards that. I wish I could put a picture up on the screen and show you how much hair I did have. So you'd, you'd know me when you see me. Brother Branham tells us, he says, and you can't say one word to God unless he knows it. The weakest of saints makes the devils tremble. 
I know we all have these thoughts. We feel like we're the weakest link in the chain. But if you feel like you're the weakest Christian, just remember you make the devil tremble. Because you're a Christian. You may be weak, Brother Ernie, but that don't matter. When you set your foot off the bed, as Brother Donnie says, and the devil sees you, throw the cover back. Oh, God, not again. <laughs> Even though you think you're the weakest, you still make the devils tremble. Amen. 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 And you're his children. You have you fully with all your hearts. He's one of you fully laid your life before God and said, God, mold me to the kind of Christian that's been talked about here tonight. I've given my life to you. Just take the things out of my life that's wrong and make tonight on. I'm going by your grace. I'll live every day for you, watching for my life to pattern right up with that of the Bible requirements. One day the queen of Sheba came to Solomon because she had heard of his wisdom. And when she got there, she testified, as Brother Adam would say it, what did she say? Did she want to class him Beelzebub? Certainly not. She stood right out, being a pagan, pagan heathen, stood right out amongst all the people and said, all that I have heard amongst, uh, all that I have heard has been the truth and more than I have heard for she'd seen it with her own eyes and the miracle had been performed before on her. And she said, blessed is the man that stands here by you by you day by day to see these things which are associated with you that stand in your presence and to see great works of the living God. Listen, blessed are you. Where's Brother Dennis at? Right there he is, right? That Brother Dennis? Not Brother Dennis. Brother Doug, I'm sorry, forgive me. Would you stand, Brother Doug? You've seen a man that was lifeless. Laid back, his eyes rolled back, if I remember the story correctly. No life. Thank you, Brother Doug. You have seen miracle babies. You have seen great things. You've seen a man that was brain dead for 36 hours. The doctor's fixing to cut him open and take his heart and his lungs and his organs and give them to somebody else. But this same God that we can depend on tonight, what did he do? He sent life and activity back to a brain that was dead. He gave life to a womb, multiple wounds that didn't have no life. He took a man that was crushed, amen, and the doctor said it's impossible I want to tell you something. The doctors told my dad, Reverend Green, don't you let that little woman have no more children. That was after my sister above me was born because mom had such a hard time. Don't let her have no more children. But God dealt with him, and he had me. And in the delivery room, I was breached birth, and the doctor said, well, Reverend Green, it looks like it's a 50-50 chance We'll lose the baby and your wife. 
Dad went down the hallway to the chapel, got on his knees and cried out to God. And, and he come back and the doctor come out and said, Reverend Green, you got a fine, bouncy baby boy and your wife's all right. Why did that happen? Because I had to be here tonight to testify to you that you can depend upon God. You can put your confidence in him. If he tells you something, if he tells you something, he will perform it. If he whispers something in your ear, what if I, what if I arrange this for you? He will do it. He will take care of you. Amen. He will provide for you. We've just got to depend upon him tonight and accept what he has said because he never has failed me or you yet tonight. Hallelujah. You remember I made a statement a few minutes ago when we spend more time with God in prayer and study then it will be reflected in those around us. Solomon, when he built the temple and he was placed as king, he said, oh God, I don't know how to go in and come out before this people. I don't know how to handle this job. And listen, I heard somewhere just recently when David was on his deathbed and he called Solomon in and he, I don't know where it was, his brother Danny, brother Andrew, and he called him in there and, and, and he said, now Solomon, he said, you're, you're full grown. You're, you're a grown man and you're fixing to step into position that's going to take, uh, it's going to take a grown man to handle it. And Solomon knew that even as a grown man, he couldn't do it on his own. And he bowed his head and said, Oh God, I don't know how to handle this job. I don't know what to do or what to say or how to deal with this people that you've given me charge of. He said, Help me. Amen. And God said, Because you've asked this and not for riches and fame and fortune. He said, Not only will I give you your heart's desire to be able to have wisdom and, and knowledge before the people, but I'll also give you riches and fame and fortune. And listen, Solomon was the greatest king of Israel until Jesus Christ came. Amen. The natural life must become helplessness until the life of Christ strengthens the natural life. The only way to go into fullness with God it's for the life of Christ to follow up the natural, to swallow up the natural life. Allow me just one more little, little story. My dad and Uncle Albert used to get together and pray as young preachers, young Christians, and study the Word of God night after night. And Grandpa lived out the street from Uncle Albert, their dad, and... Grandpa would see their light, Uncle Albert's light on two or three o'clock in the morning. And he worked with Dad at, at the veneer mill there. And, and he'd come in and he, he said, Henner? He never could say Henry. He said, Henner? He said, what, what are you and Albert doing at, at two or three o'clock in the morning? He said, I seen your car there. Dad said, well, Daddy, he said, we were praying and reading the Bible and studying getting close to God. 
and, and Grandpa, being just a simple sharecropper with a simple understanding, he said, you know, said, son, said, I've heard people lose their mind when they read that Bible too much. And by the way, Daddy answered him and said, Daddy, said, that's what we want to do. We want to lose our mind and get the mind of Christ. And if we tonight, Brother Danny, will lose our mind and get the mind of Christ, amen, things will go a whole lot better for us tonight. Amen. Stand with me this evening. Hope I haven't kept you too long tonight. But I believe with all of my heart, we can depend upon this God. Sister Tanya sang the song, My God is real. He's real in my soul. My God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. I've been listening to the message Brother Random preached, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. And Brother Ron in there, he's talking about a saving God. And he said, in so many words, he said, Brother Adam, how do you know he saves? He said, because I've had the experience. How do you know he's real? Because I've seen him real in my life. I, I, I was there, I guess I ought to know. I, I've seen the reality of this God, and I know that I can depend on him. I know tonight that what he has promised in his word, if I believe it, He'll do what I have need of. Amen. Amen. If I believe it and accept it, he's promised to provide my every need. Maybe as we bow our heads tonight, you've got a need in your heart, a burden for somebody, a burden for a situation in your life. Would you just slip up your hand? Not to Brother Joe, but to the Lord tonight. As we bow our, our hearts now, Heavenly Father, God, hands all over the building tonight, Lord. And God, I, I, I can do nothing about the situations. I can't heal. I can't provide finances for all the financial needs that no doubt are prevalent. But God, you've promised that you would make a way where there seemeth You've promised, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. Lord, there's those that are facing treatments and surgeries. And even my own brother-in-law, Lord, that is facing some surgery, possibly, and some treatments of, of, of chemotherapy. But God, tonight... You have declared in your word that by your stripes that you bore before you went to Calvary's hill to die in our place. Those stripes, Lord, were not because you deserved it. Not because, Lord, you had committed some crime worthy of that kind of punishment. But, Lord, as again, as Brother Danny so fittingly brought it out at the youth meeting, you took upon yourself sin. You became sin. Oh God. That we 
life in heaven more abundantly. Oh, precious God, may you just move in these situations tonight. Lord, we, we could call an altar call and lay hands on people, but I believe, Lord, God, that your word has declared that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Lord, when the centurion heard that you would go and heal his servant, no matter, Lord, when the news came, it seemed like an impossibility. You said, don't doubt, only believe. Help us, Father, to take you at your word and believe what you have said might receive and be beneficiaries of your promise. Grant it to the Father. We commend the service into your hands tonight, Lord. Bless these precious people of God, our dear, dear friends. Lord, you know our heart. If, 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 if you would let us, Lord, you would certainly want to be a part of this congregation. what we are in you or that we can take full advantage of what you've given us in this hour. Grant it to that Father. We commit it to you now in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ.
of Jesus. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. For there is power in His name. 
Glory and honor to your name. Glory and honor to your name. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up our hearts to Him in praise. For there is power in His name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Oh, blessing. Glory and honor, glory and honor to your name, glory and honor to your name. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up our hearts to Him in praise, for there is power in His name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The name of Jesus Lift up our hearts to Him in praise For there is power in His name His name is Jesus His name is Jesus his name is Jesus. Can you worship that God tonight? A God that said, at my word, speak it and receive it. Is that your God tonight? Can you say blessings, honor, and glory to your name? You can depend on a God like that. A God that hears, a God that answers. Why don't you lift up your need to him tonight? Lift up your hearts in praise. Lift them up. Lift them up. Hallelujah. Oh, blessings. Glory and honor, glory and honor to your name, glory and honor to your name, blessings, glory and honor, glory and honor to your name. 
Jesus. We'll lift up our hearts to Him in praise, for there is power in His name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I was thinking about just as I was standing there just a moment. sure that you know that tomorrow we'll have service, we'll have fall festival at the picnic area. For those that don't know where it's at, please just kind of grab somebody and ask where it's at. Make sure that you get there. Uh, some of you are gathering earlier in the day. Uh, uh, some of you are gathering uh, 12-ish to start kind of getting things together. But we're going to eat at fall. Brother Biscoe said, they do it very punctually. Amen. We were taught well. Amen. We were taught 
come in at 4.30, we will have eaten. Amen. All right. Amen. Everybody understand that. Amen. Amen. So I, I, like to, I like to be punctual with eating. I like to be punctual with sleeping. Amen. Amen. Brother Jim's doing some work at my house at and uh, he knows where the key is, coming in and going out. And I tell him good night about 9.30. And, and you know, that's, I like to have somebody that you have in the kingdom that you can just say, I trust you. I like God to say that to me. I, I trust you. I trust you. Amen. God bless you this evening. I'm not going to bed at 9.30 tonight. Amen. We save that for the Monday through Friday routine. Amen. In case you ever call me in the, in the evening, late evening, and don't get me, I'm, I'm calling to him. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. We love you with all of your hearts. Brother Joe, awesome job. Amen. God bless you, Brother Joe. Blessed 